is a, a type of technology where they, they inject you with a particle that the, the vaccine possesses. They, they inject you with RNA, which instructs your body how to, to manufacture that same uh, particle. In this case, it's the protein, the spike protein. Oh, and okay. then your body manufactures the spike protein, but still sees it as an, as an antigen. And so that when the next time when the virus comes and comes with the spike protein, your body is ready and then attacks mm. the spike protein together with the virus. Just that this uh, messenger RNA is short-lived. It doesn't uh, stay long in your body. It doesn't replicate. It's not mm. part of the DNA. Mm. It just goes to your, um, your ribosomes in the cell, in the cell, not in the nucleus, but in the body of the cell cytoplasm. And then it, gets, it, it, it uh, disintegrates after a, a few days. And your body is now ready to attack any uh, uh, antigen or virus which contains that spike protein. So that's how the messenger RNA mm. works. Thank, yes. you, th- thank you so much for calling. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we've been talking about vaccines, but all of it around COVID-19. And we must remember that immunization in general is still continuing. And this is immunization for all sorts of other diseases. The Department of Health, in partnership with Pfizer, are embarking on an immunization and child health catch-up drive. Ndombi Mazibuko is the child health consultant at UNICEF. Ndombi, a very good morning to you and thank you for your time. Of course, we've seen that as a result of all of the changes that COVID-19 has brought in the subsequent regulations, children have not necessarily been uh, adhered. Well, it's really not the children's fault, but parents uh, have been unable to ensure that their children are able to get immunized in the way that they need to. Uh, good, good morning, Kevin. Thank you for having me again. Definitely is. Uh, what we do, we also look at the data. So the data also tells us the number of um, we look at the uh, uh, children under five years who have visited at the primary health care facility per month in every facility. So the data is telling us that since the, the beginning of COVID, um, especially from April up until end December, that's the data that we have the numbers have not improved at all. So mm-hmm. it, still, it still means that caregivers, parents, mothers are still not taking the children to facilities. And if they don't do that, it means these children are not vaccinated. And it's just not only immunization that they must get. They also need to be weighed. They need to be given vitamin A. They need to be given deworming. So the appeal is as much as we are all afraid of this COVID mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. We are not sure now we're talking about the vaccine that is here or neither here. But we are seeing mothers and caregivers should continue to take children to facilities. Obviously, they should uh, take all the precautionary measures, but children must be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And especially now that we are dealing with COVID, it's much more important to make sure that all children are vaccinated and, and they've got all their vaccine 
according to their age. Have you tried to understand why, despite the easing of the lockdown regulations and some of the messages encouraging parents and guardians to to ensure that their children are caught up on immunizations, that this is not happening? Um, There has been not any study that I'm I'm aware of, but I know the department has also got a, a campaign which they call a fight-by-fight campaign uh, for other fights, which is always talking about what is best for children. But that, along with that campaign, they've got um, um, a Facebook page where mothers are able to to complain or raise issues on the Facebook page. So um, some of the issues that are coming from that Facebook page is that um, some mothers, when they go to facilities, they are still tempted. But there are other provinces uh, which don't have vaccines. So they'll go, they'll be told that we don't have that particular vaccine. They are giving another date. So these are the things that sort of put mothers off. And we are continuously saying to facilitate, it's important that as much as we are dealing with the COVID and mm-hmm. everything else that's related to COVID, we must make sure that all the commodities that are necessary for vaccinating children are always there. Because if I go today and I'm told to come back next week, probably next week I'm working. Mm. I won't be able to eat it. So it's things like that. Has, has there been a shortage of, 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 of vaccines, at least other vaccines, especially the ones that young children need to get? There is no shortage of such. Those vaccines are available nationally. It's just that provinces are not buying because they are the ones that are responsible for buying vaccines. Some provinces are not buying according to what they're supposed to buy. So they then run out of stock of that particular vaccine, which is in principle available. Mm. And it's not supposed to be like that. You know, one of the difficulties, of course, is that at the same time, we are having this conversation where, you know, we'll encourage parents and guardians to go to their local clinics or hospitals, etc., and make sure that their children are, you know, are inoculated. But if they're going to go there and not find, you know, the resources there, it, it becomes, you know, a bit of an exercise in fertility, doesn't it? It is definitely, uh, Kate, I think you have put it very well. That's exactly the challenge. But uh, currently, the, the experience is not in all provinces. Mm. I know now there are about two provinces that have got challenges with availability of vaccines. The department is monitoring that, and they are trying to support those provinces. If whilst waiting for vaccines to come, look at facilities and uh, borrow so that when a mother and a caregiver they come to a facility, they at least get a vaccine. Which and which which other provinces where there where there are shortages? So for now, the the province that was struggling with vaccines, it was Limpopo province, and mm. they have since received the vaccines um, about a week ago. But it takes time then to cater for those children who have not received because they were they came to facilities they didn't get so they. The province then needs to go back and catch up on this group now that mm. has missed from the period when they didn't have vaccines up to now. And there are still those children who have to come because their dates now are due. And they still have to catch up on children who missed vaccines during April, May last year. So the catch up now, it's sort of 
more for them. They've got more numbers to look at. All right. Ndombi Mazibuko, we're going to leave it there for today. Uh, she's the child health consultant with UNICEF. You know, uh, yeah, such such a big problem. And we'll keep an eye on it then. And I think we'll need to get in touch in particular with the provinces that have been mentioned uh, to really try and get to understand what is the holdup with the vaccines that is preventing, of course, the immunization in particular of young children. Okay, a minute left. Hmm, what to do with this minute? Maybe let's play a couple of WhatsApp voice notes before we hand over to the update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo.